0: the Lord be with you a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John Jesus said to his disciples if you love me you'll keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to be with you always the spirit of truth whom the world cannot accept because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The sun will come out tomorrow. (laughs) Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there will be sun. (laughs) I'm kind of a day late on that, but... (laughs) You know, that Broadway version of Annie makes it seem like being an orphan is kind of a cool thing. You know, that spunky spirit of uh, conquering all difficulties even spite of the hard knock life at the beginning of the story. You know... Being an orphan is not such a bad thing after all because as little Annie sings to us so often the sun will come out tomorrow bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun you know no matter how grim things are. Sadly the reality of life for orphans in our world just about everywhere and through every time of history has not been nearly so cheery and bright and beautiful as, as uh, little Annie's version of orphanhood the reality for orphans through most of history, in most places, has been one that is, well, to use perhaps the best word, simply dire. To lose parents in most cultures and most societies, some is, was was a, was a trauma that meant that that child almost certainly would be plunged into into the most awful kind of poverty. There were exceptions of course, sometimes children would be taken in by their f- extended family or their tribe in some places. But especially where there are a lot of people, the bigger cities, children who were left as orphans were plunged into a life that was just awful. There was nothing cheery or bright or beautiful about it at all. They were left to be abused were left to wander the streets, looking for whatever they might find in the streets to eat. They were subjects of slavery, of all kinds and manners. Their life was really pretty awful, very awful indeed. And it's not just in times past. If any of you have traveled to the huge sprawling metropolises of Third World, you know that the streets of those cities are very often populated by tons and tons of little kids are homeless, who have no family, who have no parents, who are dirty, whose clothes are tatters, and who eat whatever they can find on the street, who sell little bits of gum to strangers, and who very often, as they get a little bit older, to ease their pain, they have brown paper bags, and they're sniffing glue. It's a tough life be an orphan. And it's not just the social and economic sort of difficulties that they experience. There must also be, for anyone who's lost their parents, a sense that the carpet of life has been pulled out from underneath them, and they are tumbling with nothing to grab onto, nothing to hold onto, Those who would have mentored them are gone. Those who would have guided them through life. Those who would have taught them discipline. Those who would have showed them the way forward in life are are nowhere to be found. And so they tumble topsy-turvy through life without any of the things that we most of the time just take for granted. It's a tough life being an orphan, not just not just because of the economic poverty, not just because of the social dislocation, but far more because of the psychological and spiritual darkness that must come over anyone who experiences that terrible reality in their lives. And so it is with the gravest seriousness that Jesus says to his disciples on the night before he dies, I will not leave you as orphans. That image of them being orphans is really a strong one for they understood what being an orphan was like and how awful and horrible it was for any child left in that situation even in their own culture when Jesus says I will not leave you orphans it's a powerful and a strong and a image that must certainly have seared the hearts of those disciples for they do not yet completely understand what's about to happen to Jesus Jesus uses this gravely serious image because he knows what's about to happen to him, because he knows that the the powers of darkness that are at work in the world are about to come down upon him with full force, that in fact he will be snatched from them, that through all that is going to happen in the days to come, they will be left as a kind of orphan, Not an orphan like the little kids in the streets of a sprawling city. The kind of spiritual orphan. People who had dedicated their lives to Jesus, who had come to Him as their their followers, who had seen in Him something extraordinary, who had left their boats and their families and their tax collectors posts behind and thoroughly put their lives into His hands. And so then for him to be taken from them in a matter of just a day or two and to be left for dead, Jesus knew that they were going to feel very, very much like orphans in this world. That the carpet of life would be pulled out from under them that his death would leave them feeling like they're tumbling topsy-turvy in a crazy world that they no longer have any ability to control or manage or make sense of. That They would return to their homes completely disheartened, completely broken, with nothing to look forward to. A future without him that was really pretty hopeless and they would not be singing as they went home the sun will come out tomorrow. It is that reality that Jesus addresses when he says to his disciples, I will not leave you orphans, even though you feel that, even though that's what the experience will be like for a few days. It will change. And you will realize that I am indeed with you. He's talking of course about the coming resurrection and the apparitions, the visions that they will have of Him, the visits that they will have with Him. It will be an extraordinary reconfirmation of the great truths that He's been teaching all along. But in the meantime it's going to be very difficult indeed. They will feel very much like orphans. He promises to be with them. He promises to send His Spirit to them to accompany them in life and most importantly as John writes the story he promises even to be in them through his love along with that of his father and the Spirit. I will not leave you orphans because I will not only be beside you, I will be within you. And that promise that Jesus makes to his disciples so many years ago on the night before he dies is a promise of course that he keeps throughout the ages and that continues to echo with hope and joy even into our own times. You know most of us in our lives have moments where, where we feel kind of like those disciples where the rug of life has been pulled out from underneath us where things go topsy-turvy where we no longer have the people near us who we've depended on and we can't imagine how we're going to go forward in life. We feel at times like God has abandoned us and there's nothing to hold on to. Very much like the disciples following Jesus' death. And therefore the words of Jesus to his disciples are also words meant for our ears and our hearts. I will not leave you orphans. My spirit will be with you. I will be with you. I will be in you. Well, that's very nice, of course. It's beautiful words. But how does Jesus do that so many thousands of years later for us? Well, we still have his word. It echoes, continues to echo in our lives and our hearts even all these centuries later. It is a living word, a word that is sharp as a two-edged sword, continues to console us, continues to make His voice and His heart present to us. That's one major way that Jesus continues to be with us. We continue to have His body and blood he continues Sunday after Sunday to say to us, this is my body, this is my blood. Take and eat, take and drink. And in that way, in that communion with him, and communion with one another, Jesus endures with us and accompanies us and remains in us. And maybe most importantly as we approach the end of the Easter season and look forward to the feast of Pentecost and just a couple of Sundays more, Jesus assures us that the spirit of truth will continue to be among us. That his Holy Spirit, his spirit of life and love, this burning flame of grace that so often through history and so often in our lives touches us and moves us and pushes us forward. Allows us to see beyond the the limits of life. Allows us not just optimism but far more hope. This great spirit of life which moves in the church in general but moves in our hearts as well is still among us. Still working, still burning, still brightly living within the hearts of each of us. Calling us, impelling us, urging us, reconciling us, moving us into the kingdom of God. All that is still with us, especially when we feel like we're kind of orphans in this world. I'd like to add just a little bit to this homily by saying a few words to our graduates. They're out there somewhere, see a few of them here. You know, as you go off to college, go off to university, go off to whatever's next in your life, there'll be a time, especially if you leave home, You end up on a college campus or university campus where at first you'll go through a passage of homesickness. It can feel pretty awful, feel like an orphan, like the rug's been pulled out from under you, and it passes happily. Homesickness is a function of love because you love your family and they love you. You miss that so terribly. But after it passes, you work through that. There's other challenges as you move ahead. There's other things that can make you feel like an orphan, Not just missing home and family, but far more, you know, the challenges of life as you work through your university years. There are lots of wonderful and great people on every university campus. There's lots of great things that happen there. There's lots of beautiful things to learn out there. But I think all of us know that there's also on every university campus, every college campus, lots of hard stuff, dark stuff. There's lots of temptation out there. Kids die on our college campuses because of excessive drinking, because of drugs, because of parties that are not really parties at all. And so you have to be really careful but even more you have to know that you're not alone as you work your way through the temptations of life on campus but certainly your families their love for you will never diminish certainly hopefully us as a church continue to be part of your lives but most of all Jesus has promised to his disciples that he will be with us that he will accompany us that he will be in us is the ground under your feet as you work through those university years and make your choices. So we, at the end of this liturgy, will pray for you that the Holy Spirit of life and love, Jesus' presence, the presence of God, will remain in you and guide you and enlighten you and push you forward to be the very best self you can be the very best person you can be, the person God has dreamt you to be from the day he created you. So to our graduates and to all of us, let us not forget the beautiful words Jesus says to his disciples. In hard times, and good times, I will not leave you orphans. I will be with you and in you.